you own that, that again, it changes the, the dynamics and the conversation with your team members. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward. And today we have Emmy Kirshner here. You are gonna wanna pay attention to this. Emmy is an investor, serial entrepreneur, coach, and international speaker and masterfully, masterfully combines her intuitive abilities with her analytical sense to help driven entrepreneurs become the visionary CEO of their business, resulting in doubling their revenue. Emmy is an expert in implement, implementing strategic long-term plans, increasing productivity, maximizing process, lead captures, and also we're really going to talk a lot today about leadership and clarity. Welcome to the show, Emmy. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I am so super, super excited to be here with you today. Oh, thank you. And we're happy to have you. Yeah. So let's dive in. You know, actually I do this all the time. I get, let's dive in. That's my personality. Let's dive in. But maybe right. you can tell me uh, back up a little bit and how did you get to this passion or purpose of leadership? What does that mean to you? And, and why are you on this path? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it started day one when I had my first son, who is now 21. And I made this commitment to him that like, he was going to be the priority in my general existence. Um, from the perspective of I wanted to be the best mom and help him be the best person that he could be. And then obviously, when I had my second son, same thing. And for me, it's really about taking... Um, intention or taking intentional action and looking at where you can grow so you can help other people grow. Okay. So you saw it right from the beginning is something that yeah. would make you more efficient in your personal and professional life. And that, that dominating characteristic would be leadership. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I think everybody's a leader and if, you know, if you're thinking of it from that context, it changes the decisions that you're making. I need to get my butt out of bed because I have people that need, you know, my help, my assistance, my love, my generosity, whatever it is. And so let me dive in here though. Yeah. Leadership, that, ro that word is thrown around a lot. So uh, you can be a great leader sometimes, as I explained to my niece, who sometimes can be confused with bossy, but you need people to follow. So leadership doesn't mean like I'm first and foremost. It means that I'm going to create a certain amount of inspiration or activity, you know, in your actions. So why don't we get to write what makes a great leader and what are some problems you see in leadership? Like, because I think it's one of these overused words. Oh, yeah, totally. And... For me, um, I think one of the most important characteristics is having clarity of vision okay. and seeing a bigger picture and how we all, not just the person, 
can live a better life, regardless of how that looks for that person, but you're striving for better. Okay. And so what, what, like, give us some hard knocks tactics. So I decide I'm going to be a better leader. I have a couple of people on my team. How would my team recognize that? Like, again, I, I just want to get away from the, the nicety of, oh, she's a great leader. She's an inspiring leader. Like, what actions do we need to take to start practicing or growing that skill set? Yeah, the first thing I would do would be talking to my team okay. and, and open the conversation of, I want to do things better and get their feedback. Like, they're okay. going to tell you if you give them open space to okay. be productive, both with what's working and what's not working. And I like to do that quarterly with my team. Um, and one of the questions that I ask, and I actually asked this of my kids when they were living with me, uh, is on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel about our relationship? Right. Uh-huh. And then, and then what would be, what would you like to see different? What would make it a 10? Right. And it gives you some barometer and some parameters of where you need to develop skills. That's interesting because I'm really big on communication. That's a a huge thing with our team. And I'm also really big on the circle of team. Like I want us to be a team and, 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 and really in my mind, I know I write the paychecks, but in my mind we're equals. In fact, my whole goal is to be the dumbest person in the room because I want to be surrounded with brilliance. And so I, I, I don't like the way a lot of systems are set up where I find they're like parental, like here's the boss and then here's, you know, the submissive, obedient employees. Yeah. And that doesn't work for me. But I have to admit, I mean, I, I, I think that I, I, I think uh, people like working with me. I get that praise a lot and I'm very generous in other areas and I'm very supportive and I, you know, all kinds of things, but I don't ask for feedback. I don't. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that I couldn't. I'm just saying it never occurred to me because I yeah. feel like when we have the meetings, people like they'll say something like, oh, I'm so th- thankful you did that. Or that somebody's got a family that's sick or something. And I'll say, look, family comes first. We'll, we all chip in. We'll cover your day. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have felt I've stepped up and they've praised me for that uh, incidental as the things happen. Right. But right. I think your structured way of saying, hey, it's a quarterly thing. Let's have an official review. I think that's a really great point. And I was overlooking that when, in fact, that whole aspect of it is very important to me. I was overlooking that very obvious and simple question. Right. Because a lot of times people look at the boss or the leader or the yeah. CEO yeah. or whatever in a very hierarchical um, situation and, and kind of linear you know, down too. So they feel like they shouldn't say something or a lot of women in particular. And I think women more than men will not share ideas because they, they don't think they're supposed to, or they're afraid it's not a good idea. So this is opening that space up and that dialogue for um, getting that information. So you can all make great decisions. And I did this with my, my kids and referred to it as being a democratic dictator. That's a really good point because I'll tell you, would that have would have never occurred to me? Because you know, because <laughs> especially depending on their age, you know, you don't do you want feedback from a fourteen year old? Like, I mean, yes, I see your point, you do, but sometimes you're like, oh, that's a bit skewed through the lens you're looking at. But I think it. I mean, I think that and I'm here by myself. Nobody on my team is, is they can all listen to this after the interview. Right, right. I, I think they're very open with their feedback with me. Like one of my bad habits and I've really, um, it, I'm aware of it now. If 
I'm a recovering rushaholic. So if I start getting into a pace where I start rushing again, I know it's not a good energy. And that's where our whole thing about when the hour, when the day is and the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs is when you're not leveraging on your team, you start to get into this busy frame mind and you're not productive. You're just running around busy. And when that happens, sometimes there is a sharpness to my tone because I'm now speaking in a rush tone instead of changing the influx of my voice if I'm teaching them how to do something, right? And they will call me out. They will tell me, uh, your tone, Chris, right? <laughs> I'll be like, oh, okay. All right. So let me say this differently. So, you know, so then I really get that. So they're comfortable to call me out, but I, I have nurtured that over the years and stuff like that, that we, we all uh, have things that we need to work on. And I'm totally aware of mine, but I do think a quarterly thing makes it much more, um, much more professional, much more reliable, much more, you know, uh, the backbone of our system really then. Yeah, absolutely. And just like the 14-year-old, yeah. you'll see where sometimes your team is looking only through their lens right. and it doesn't align with you. And that's okay. It's just taking in the information. Other times you're going to see, you know, this, oh, well, I can make these tiny little tweaks, right? And right. then, and you know, like you said, like your team calls you out on, on the tone. Yeah. And then everybody's working in a very fluid place. And when that happens that's where like true performance is really kicking in and right. you not only are getting more done, which is great, but everybody feels good and you accomplish the, like the end goal faster. Yeah. I do think this is not discussed enough and I'm like obsessed and passionate about it. And we talk about that a lot whenever we bring anybody on, like I'm really big about outsourcing and that's again, you know, we've got this whole launch coming with the, um, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. And, and one of the things, you know, when people are dealing with that, there are cultural differences when you're dealing with people around the, the world for sure. And, but that just means that it's more upfront, like in our welcome package, when we send them that we talk about the pillars that really matter to us and that we're not looking for obedient people. We're looking for good communicators that have ideas and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So we really emphasize that in the welcome package. And I know a lot of people don't. And then that's when you get into, well, what do you mean you're giving me your notice, right? So I think it, as much as it's such a huge part of what we do, I think for most people it's overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. They're just presuming the other person is completely understanding them. Yeah. Right. And not thinking, you know, consciously that that person has their own filter, their own lens, their own experiences. So everything that you're saying all the time is is being taken in by that person's um, filter and lens and it's only when you kind of open that box and you start asking and thinking about well what do you mean by that and what right. does it mean for you and how are you feeling right that you can identify that and then really come into a togetherness in the communication piece so what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see in what people interpret or misinterpret leadership to be about I think most people interpret leadership as one, somebody who's accomplished like this massive thing, right? Like, right. you know, they're the president or yeah. you know, a leader in that way, or, you know, really high up in the like, or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> somebody yeah. That, that will be remembered for, you know, tens of, or yeah. even hundreds of years or whatever, as opposed to really looking at how they can affect other people. And how can they innovate for other people? So really because like role modeling. 
Yeah, because for me, leadership isn't about, um, you know, it's kind of what we touched on before. It isn't about the me. Right. It's about room for the other people. Okay. How am I showing up for other people? And what would that look like? Could you give us an example where somebody, you know, what are some ways I could change my behavior this week and say, okay, I'm going to show up for other people on my team. What would that look like? So the question I ask is, you know, who do I need to be to help my kids succeed, to um, really, you know, help drive the goals home for my team, right? Like, what do I need to tell them? How do we need to lay out the project, et cetera? What feedback do I need from them? And then, you know, from the people that I serve, what can I create that's going to help them right now? Okay. Okay. So you're working on a project with your team, you're an entrepreneur, and, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we get a little caught up and we think, oh my gosh, I've got this new project and it's all hands on deck. Right. Which again, I hate to keep telling you, but that's usually people because you don't have a team or a team that's working for you. So then every time you get a new opportunity, there's a bit of a wave, a bit of a a wave you have to endure and and it disrupts things for for a lot of entrepreneurs. Right. Um, But if you don't enjoy that, call me. (laughs) So, So there is that. So what happens is what you're saying is slow that down during that process and say, okay, this is happening. How how is it feeling for you guys? Because I might be indicating that, you know, we're in panic mode or how, how are you feeling about being rushed kind of deal? Right. And like, I like to go over what the goals are for the quarter okay. um, with my team so that they know what I'm trying to accomplish because we right. work essentially all remotely as well. Right. Um, and, you know, have that, that clarity and what the vision is so that they can bring their knowledge base because I don't know everything nor do I want to know everything. And I've hired people who, you know, specialize in their area. So I've got the idea. And, but the other piece too, is we really hone um, like the project or whatever we're working on for the quarter. And I think most entrepreneurs have squirrel disease where it's like, Mm. you know, the shiny object or they've got all these ideas. And I try to back burner all of that stuff so that we're not, adding piles of, of projects, tasks, things into the quarters so that we can really look at what we want to accomplish. And that doesn't mean that we don't pivot on occasion, but it's got to really answer the question of, does this get me to the results I want? Does this feed the thing that I'm working on right now? Yeah, that's a really good point. I talk about that in my book, When the Hour, When the Day, because one of the things I talk about is how, how just how the brain is impacted when you're what you think is multitasking. There's really no such a thing. It's context switching and the disruption. And it's like your phone, it eats down at your battery really quickly if you've got a whole bunch of apps open, right? And I talk to people about that, but here's the thing that most people don't look at is you, even though you're the leader or, you know, it's your team, you can be their disruption. So if we say this is the new priority and we're getting our, you know, outsourcing playbook for entrepreneurs out in this quarter, we're doing a launch, that's fine. But then every time I'm looking for something or I can't find it or I'm rushed or feeling frustrated, I can't be reaching out to the team. Where's this? Do you have that? Remember what was that called? Because now I'm their disruption. And people, I think, somehow think leadership is like you're over here and then you have followers and you don't realize that you can be a negative impact. You, you can be a negative impact on your team. Yeah. And in larger organizations too, that impact can trickle down several levels because, you know, 
you're creating panic or you know upset and frustration with the person that you're interacting with and then that person is in turn talking to the person you know that's lower than them and um, you know then they're having to react so what I teach um, particularly when I'm talking to you know corporations is really aligning yourself and being aware of like your time blocking and your calendaring and creating moments um, so that you're, you're answering those types of questions that really aren't emergencies like triage. Right. You know, I mean, if the website crashes for the entire company and you're about to, you know, have something go live on it, then obviously everybody needs to stop what they're doing and all hands on deck, you know, but for the most part, it's taking this time to respond to those types of things in batched time blocks or time frames. Yeah. Really I, think, I think with our audience, they're mostly entrepreneurs with, yeah. you know, a small team or no team. And so what I would say is we all have seen that back in the day. We've all had a job at one point, right? And all of a sudden now this big project. So it's almost like, you know, mommy's coming home from work and she's stressed. And so we're all running around. Like, I really do think it gives that parental effect in those big corporations. But mm-hmm. I think what happens when you're dealing with a smaller organization and you're the entrepreneur and the visionary and you feel that most things or your responsibility are coming through you, I think you don't recognize or appreciate the impact you could have on, even if there's two people working with you, that is not only still a team, but that there's a lot more intimacy to that team. Where in those old days when we had jobs in, in bigger corporations, you can be like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom again. Let's see. <laughs> I see him coming down the hall. So I think it's, it, I think it's even more neglected to my audience where it's just like, oh yeah, like we're, we're, you know, there's only three of us. How how much of a culture can you really create with three people? And I've certainly found that oh, you can wow. create quite a culture. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think it's as you said, it's more intimate because yeah. you have more time to together. You know, even if you're not spending you know huge amounts of FaceTime together, but you're you're working together on the same things day in and day out more frequently. So I want to be a better leader today. I'm going to start doing stuff where I talk to them quarterly about, hey, can I get some feedback, which I'm sure the first time they'll look sideways, hey, who wants to go first, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But give us, what's, a, what's another thing that we can start implementing sooner than later? Right. So I would definitely look at you know, how you're communicating to your team and you know whether or not you've got those squirrel projects coming in because they're really frustrating and they're yeah. time yeah you are um, so right you're so yeah. right yeah because then what's everything what's happening is really you're just like constantly like a firefighter but you're somebody standing there constantly ringing the bell like you and then then they can't possibly know i mean i i work with you know clients all the time about that and when they come with us in, in our coaching program you know most of it is we're helping them set up a team but a big part of that is systems because without that everything you send out is like, oh, this is a new priority. Oh, this is the newest new priority. And then people, because you're the one shoving it out as an entrepreneur, not only then do you come back and say, well, you know, I got a team and it didn't work because like you can't see, you can only see out, you can't see in. So you're right. Again, you're their disruption. And then you're just constantly crying wolf. Although Mm -hmm. I will tell you as a childhood story, I thought that was very traumatizing. So we won't use that example, but you're running around in panic all the time. So and then everybody else is going to be in panic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the last thing too is be accountable. Right. Like it's your business. 
it's your team. And regardless of who messes up, because at some point somebody's going to mess something up, like it's your problem. Yeah. Yeah. And if you own that, that again, it changes the the dynamics and the conversation with your team members. So like I had an assistant last year and things just weren't working. And, um, and I asked her, I'm like, what needs to change? Like, what am I doing that's creating this? And it took all of that pressure off of her to really be like, you know what? I need more support. You know, the way we're doing project management isn't working for me, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it, it just opens that up. If you're like, I need to know what I need to change. That is really great because I think a lot of people would have thought they were doing good asking the question, but I bet you at least seven or eight out of people at 10 would have said, are you happy here? What's going on? I know it is X, Y, Z. So you think you're checking in, but you're checking in within a friendly approach of let's figure out how many different ways this is your fault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and- I'm big on processes too. Cause the big thing I always think is everything we do as a process and I'll be like, okay, so let's look at the process. How did that get missed? Because it's, it's always the process. And I tell that to people all the time. It's like, you know, they look around, oh, this doesn't work. It's like, well, you have a hiring process. You have a training process. You have everything. At some point, you know, it has to be you. Absolutely. And I think the more you can process or systematize yeah. everything that you do, the yeah. easier it is for everybody to come on board, get up to speed and just create yeah. freedom. Like, and I know some people don't like, you know, the structure and having been one of them at one point, like, I love it. Like I'm a planner geek. I love process and structure. It work very linearly, but it makes it so much easier for my people. It really does because I know it doesn't have a sexy name when you talk about process or systems, but you know, it's just so you don't, I, I tell people all the time, business is not run on memory. Like nobody hands somebody at FedEx an organ that has to get to Chicago to save a life. And you say, you've got the address, right? Like that's not how it works. Right. Yeah. So I know for us, we just recently, a, a VA assistant of mine was with us seven and a half years and she moved on for a couple of reasons. And we had a new person within a week and you know, within that week, she's up to 80% capacity. It was just simple. Oh, we do this on Tuesdays. Here's a checklist. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And it was just all ease and now we can't imagine life without her. So it's not about having these uh, checklists that weigh you down. It's so that you, when you do think it's for creative, it's for visionary, it's for you're not remembering you're recycling on that hamster wheel all day long. Right. Like otherwise you're just recreating the same stuff over. Yes, and over yes, over. yes. Because <laughs> that's how I started this journey many, many years ago. Like in the first couple of years of my business, like where I went, like, I don't know, two years without sleep and thought I could do it myself. And my, what I learned was you can change your whole life once you start building a team, right? That was the right. turning point. And sometimes I would have what I thought was a great idea. I'm like that. Oh my gosh, this is what we're going to do. And then I'd realize, oh, I had that great idea three months ago. We just, we tried implementing it for two and a half weeks and it fell off the grid. So I was recycling even my good ideas, right? Fabulous. All right. I mean, we're so lucky to have you here. Can you tell us where people could find you? Where, where, where should they check you out? Absolutely. So I invite everybody to come play with me over on Facebook. Um, I have a super fun Facebook group called the tribe of leaders and it's free. So just come on in and uh, I would love to be able to see everybody there. Awesome. Okay. Tribe of leaders. 
Emmy yes. Krishna, thank you so much for, you know, the biggest gift people give you is their time. So thank you so much for being generous with yours today. And uh, yeah, everyone else will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Hey listeners, how would you like to have all the help you need to effortlessly run your business? Create a real business that supports your life instead of consuming it, even if you're bootstrapping it right now. I am super excited to share with you guys that right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, more results, less you. Go to comingsoonfromchris.com to learn more. That's comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S, dot com to learn more.